The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It's hour number three of the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and we've got a tremendous hour for you as Scott Reichel, who does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is going to be joining me in 15 minutes. We've got a lot of fun coming up with him because we're going to talk a little NBA. I know that he's got some tennis picks for us, so we're going to be diving into that. He does a great job just taking a look at so many different ancillary markets out there, so... We're going to be able to chat about that. I believe that he's got a little bit of NHL on tap for us as well. So we're going to be having a great chat with him in about 15 minutes. I want to give a little bit of a special thanks as well to the gentleman that joined me the last three segments discussing some XFL as well. You're getting some college basketball tonight, but at the same time, you're also getting some of the, I guess you call it more ancillary markets, sports that you're able to make money on, but they don't necessarily get the mainstream love that they deserve. We were joined by Mark Drummeller of Yahoo Sports, along with Sean Green and also Ryan Kramer of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, taking a look at all the ins and outs of the XFL. If you miss that, vcin.com slash subscribe. We post up every single hour of every single show from this show. And if you missed out on any of the picks, vcin.com slash picks, all the picks that I'm making, all the guests that are making, and quite frankly, any pick that is made on this network, it is all right there for you. So... We got you guys covered on that front. So let's take a look at some college basketball for this Friday because the XFL, it could start on Saturday. So we don't have any sweats there, but we do have some sweats when it comes to hardwood. And I do think that this team is quite fascinating out in the Metro Atlantic. 863, 864 on the betting board. Ryder is going to be playing on Canisius. Canisius between a 7 to a 7.5 point underdog with your total between 140 and 140.5. I feel like this Ryder team has become quite undervalued. Ryder turned over a little bit of a new leaf in terms of their style. They're now a team that's in the bottom 75 nationally in terms of total possessions per game. But with this Ryder team, they're becoming more and more lethal because they're doing a better job down low. Ajiri Aguenmo Johnson, in my opinion, just was not right at the beginning of the season last year. Was a guy that was able to haul in there right around seven rebounds per game for Ryder. He's really been able to pick it up. Six plus rebounds and now five out of the team's last six games. He's been able to do a nice job of being able to add a new dimension to a Ryder team that's going to have by far the best player out there on the floor. And that would be Dwight Murray Jr. Statute Suffer. That's able to give you right around three and a half assists, five rebounds, 16 and a half points. Shoots it well from three-point range with Ryder as well. You're able to feel good about laying the points because you also have a Ryder team that in a late-game fouling situation, they're up six, seven points with a minute remaining out of your top five scores. 
four of them shoot at least 74.5% at the free throw line. You do have a Canisius bunch that has been rather dreadful with their defense. They're in the bottom 80 nationally in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. And it's a Ryder team that they've been able to improve into the top 50 in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. Ryder, as a matter of fact, they've allowed north of 70 points in just one out of their last eight games. So they've really been able to fortify themselves on that front. Meanwhile, you've got a Canisius team that has been less than savory for them on defense. They do have a pair of guys in Xavier Long along Yako Fritz who have been able to combine for about 12 rebounds per game, but they just don't have a lot of front-end talent. Jordan Henderson, who was out of the fold for a little bit of time here in conference play. He's your top scorer with nearly 14 points per game. He is back in Tosh Stavosky has been able to give you about 11.5 points per game as well, but not really that top flight three-point shooting. They shoot overall as a core right around 34.5% from distance, and they do have a lot of interchangeable pieces. It's a Whole is greater than some of its parts team, but the parts really aren't that good with Canisius, and that's the big issue that you have with them. I did set Ryder as a matter of fact as a nine-point favorite in this spot, so I'm going to be willing to lay it. Ryder has been able to do a better job with their defense. They're slowing down their style. I think that that is going to lead to an under as well. So semi total 137. I'm going to be willing to dive under, and with Ryder, I did make them a nine-point favorite, so we're going to be looking to lay this number. How about if we go out to another game in the Metro Atlantic? This one has a low total, and I think that it is very warranted as we go to 873-874 on the betting board. It is Fairfield. Hit the road. They're going to be facing off against Marist. Marist is a very slight underdog between one and one and a half points, and your total on this game, it is between 126 and 127. I'm seeing one straight 125 out there, and that was the opener, but these are relatively dried up, and I did set my total at the opener of 125. Now that we're seeing this rise up, I'm going to be willing to go under. And the big reason why I'm going to be looking to go under is because you just have a pair of teams that, for one, they just play with no tempo whatsoever. These are a pair of teams that are in the bottom 40 nationally in terms of total possessions per game. But the reason why I do like Maris in this spot is that the way that you beat Maris is by being able to shoot the three. Maris is a top 45 team in the country in terms of opponent three-point shooting percentage, but they do a good job of guarding the two. Guess where Fairfield ranks in terms of three-point shooting percentage? Out of 363 teams, 363rd. They shoot as a collective 26.4% from three-point range. They thought they were bringing in some pieces that were going to be able to help this team out. They have all come up snake eyes. It has not been terrific from three-point range, to say the least, for Fairfield. And for Fairfield, they're going to hope to have the best man of cooking down low. And his name is Supreme Cook. Very great name. Not quite as good as Brendan Medley Bacon of NC Central, but it's right there. He's been able to give the team 13 points, 8 rebounds per game. But Patrick Gardner on the flip side for Maris, Mr. Do It All, 18 points, 7 boards. He's able to give you two assists. He's able to pop a few threes. So I do like what Maris brings to the table there. Now, Maris is not a team that is going into flamethrower mode from three-point range themselves. They shoot about 30% for three. That's a bottom 30 mark in all of college basketball. But at the very least, you've got a little bit more respectability there. And Maris does a little bit of a better job with their interior defense. Now, overall, Fairfield is the team that's allowing fewer points on a per-possession basis. And it's been a Maris team that all season long has had some very interesting home and road splits because Maris is 144th in the country. There's points allowed on a per-possession basis, but... They're allowing 4.4 points more per one hour possessions when they're at home rather than in a roadside shoot recording environment. So that is something that certainly creeps into your mind with them. Meanwhile, Fairfield only giving up about a point and a half more per one hour possessions when they are away from home. But I do think that Maris, just with regards to their big Achilles heel of giving up the three-point shot, with Fairfield being as poor as they are from three-point range, guys like TJ Long not being able to knock them down, I do think that it provides a very good matchup here for Maris. I was willing to take them pretty much as any sort of an underdog. I did set Maris as my very slight one-point favorite. So I'm going to be looking at them on the money line as an underdog. I think that you're going to get another slow, grimy game between these two. So my total 125, I'm willing to dive under. And I'm willing to take Maris outright on the money line as an underdog. How about if we had another Metro Atlantic game that... It's going to have a relatively low total, and this one is also very, very warranted. 877, 878 on the betting board is Mount St. Mary's, and they're playing us in Niagara. Niagara is a favorite, or an underdog, I should say, of one and one and a half points. Your total, it has gone up from the opener of 123. Right now, in a lot of spots, we're seeing a 123 and a half. 
I'm seeing some 124 and a half pop up as well. If you still have the 123, 123 and a half, that is a max I'm willing to go over. And as a matter of fact, I would rather have like a 123 and a half over rather than a 124 and a half under as I did make my total in this game a 124. But that said, I do think that you're going to get another low scoring slog in this game as Mount St. Mary's right around 285th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. And our good friends, Niagara, they're even slower. Niagara is 354th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. But I will say this, for both of these teams, they've been a little bit shakier with their defense, especially Mount St. Mary's. Mount St. Mary's has a lot of at least 70 points and now four other last five games, which is why I did like the initial total over. Now, it is a Mount St. Mary's team that has been dealing with some injuries of their own, and they should be able to fortify themselves a little bit more down low with Malik Jefferson coming back. He's been able to give the team about six and a half rebounds per game. He leads the team with that regard, and you do have Dakota Lafieu, who's been able to team up very well with Jalen Benjamin. These guys combined for about 27 points per game. They shoot in the high 30s from three-point range, and then you do have a guy in Xavier Lipscomb, who only gives you about four and a half points per game, but he's a good sharpshooter for the Mount. He shoots over 40% from three-point range. Meanwhile, Niagara they just continue to play that slow, grimy style. They should be able to hold their own down low. As you got a pair of guys in Aaron Gray, coupled with Sam Oreo, who have been able to contribute about 20 and a half points per game. Oreo is a six foot seven, little bit of a combo player that began his career at American. Has been able to shoot it well from three point range at right around 40 percent. But let's call it what it is. Niagara's offense runs through one man, and that is Noah Thomason. Thomason just below 19 points, three and a half rebounds, three and a half assists, shoots in the high 30s from three point range. Team really comes and goes as he does. It is an Niagara team that's turning the ball over about 11 and a half times per game, but the big issue with you with this Mount St. Mary's team is their turnovers. They're a team that they are turning the ball over a little bit over 14 times per game. And when you play at this slow of a pace, it just kills so many possessions. Where a Mount St. Mary's team that even though they do play their slow controlled style, they're about 150 or 143rd in the country in terms of total total points allowed. On a per possession basis, Niagara, they've got their issues as well. Niagara among your 363 D1 teams, they're clocking in more around 188th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. But Niagara are actually giving up fewer points per possession in a roadside shooter court environment rather than at home, which I do find that to be very fascinating about this Niagara team. You've been dealing with injuries to guys like Dan Friday and company, but it looks like Dan Friday should be back at the fold for this team. Meanwhile, for the Mount, you're relying upon George Tinsley be able to give you a little bit of something down low but with Mount St. Mary's it's a team that has been right around that 65 point number quite a bit but they have broken the 65 point plateau in just one out of their last 16 games so I do think that it's going to be a little bit of a lower scoring slog still have that 123 to 123 and a half out there I would be willing to take it over but once you reach 124 I think that the value is dried up but with Niagara with them having the top player out there on the floor in Noah Thomason I think that this line is moving in the wrong direction because it opened up a pick Now the Mount is a very slight favorite. So I'm going to be willing to ride with Niagara on the money line as an underdog. I did set Niagara as a two-point favorite in a circumstance where 123 and a half or less, I'm willing to go over. And coming up next here on the Greg Peterson Experience, we're going to be pivoting away from college basketball. We're going to be looking at some tennis, and we're going to be looking at some NHL with Scott Reichel. It is great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Next, here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details.
Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access up to our daily re- recap of the top plays made by VSIN shows and guests, tools like betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides, or the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, bets, bets, and daily props. Do not miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today. Sign up for just $9.99. That is vsin.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network, and it is great to be joined by this man. Scott Rachel does absolutely tremendous work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, doing a little bit of everything. Unfortunately, I'm sure that the NBA is going to be a little bit slower the next few days, but you do a nice job Take a look at all forms of football. I know you were talking with me off air a little bit about college basketball. You've got some NHL and some tennis picks. And Scott, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yep, thanks for having me. Feels a little bit weird pivoting to hockey and tennis when we've been covering basketball for a while and football. But it is what it is. And, you know, there's still money to be made. Absolutely. And what I like about the NHL card that we've got for Friday is that there's a lot of matches that are going to have a tighter money line. We've been noticing... There have been, well, more and more demonstrative money lines, and this is a game that is a relative pick that you like. The New York Rangers are going to be going against the Edmonton Oilers. A lot of spots the Oilers are between about a minus 115, minus 120 favorite with a six-half total, very, very much juiced up to the over. How do you gauge this game? Because certainly it's not been the goaltending that we were hoping for in the NHL this season, which is why we've seen a lot of the traditional sixes give shifted up to a six and a half, but I do think that this is a very intriguing one in general with the Rangers who have been a little bit of a hot and cold team this year. Yeah, for me, there's two ways to look at this. First of all, you mentioned the total. I do like the Rangers team total over. I found three at minus 145. Seems a bit juicy, but I do like the three built in for a push. If you want to go for the three and a half, it's plus 105. But looking at the Rangers, I also like them on the money line. I found a plus 110, so I'll grab it. But the Rangers have won six straight. You said they've been a bit hot and cold, but for the last month or so, they have been more on the hotter side. Meanwhile, Edmonton has not been playing that well lately, as the Oilers have lost three of their last four games. The Rangers are also 10-4 and four straight up in their last 14 road games, and Edmonton does have a losing record at home this season. But the Rangers, who have been one of the hottest teams in hockey, uh, they won six straight. They're roughly plus 110 against a team that has had defensive issues and goaltending issues lately. I think it's a good price. I'll take the underdog here. And then this team is a very slight underdog in a lot of spots as well. It is the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're going to be going against the New York Islanders. An Islanders team that really ever since Barry Trotz took over many years ago, they have been a little bit more of a defense-oriented team. They've been one of the best in the league with this regard. How do you view this Pittsburgh Penguins team going on the road in what should be a little bit of a tougher test as we're seeing this total at a six actually shaded to the under. A little bit of a rarity for this day and age in the NHL. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with the Penguins' money line here. I am an Islanders fan, so I have to at least acknowledge the recent form of the team. Uh, not very good. Uh, they've been pretty bad at holding on to leads, and as a result, they've lost three straight. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh has won three of the last four, and the Islanders are 5-13 and 13 straight up in their last 18 games. Offensively, they have been better ever since they traded for Horvat, and Horvat has made a bit of an impact there. 
Defensively, though, this team has really had issues, and we saw Vancouver exploit them. We saw Montreal have their moments. But the point is, Pittsburgh, I do think, with all the weapons that they have, I think should be able to take advantage of a pretty uh, slumping Islander team. Let's put it that way. The Islanders have done pretty well against the Penguins recently in the head-to-head, but I do have to at least acknowledge that based on recent form, the Penguins are the much better team. And I do think getting plus money, fading an Islander team that has kind of uh, stumbled a little bit over the last month, I think it's a good deal. I'll take the even money. Yep, I do think that that's a solid deal as well. And this game is, I mean, as much of a pick as it gets. I don't blame you if you don't have any sort of a play here. But we've got the Wild and the Stars. Total is five and a half across the board. And across the board, depending upon your juice, both teams are anywhere between minus 105 and minus 110. What do you make out of a line like this where it's just a dead pick all across? For me, I feel like I'm going to have to wait to see who the starting goalies are for this game because Flory's been the starter for Minnesota this season. The problem is he has not been very good lately, and he was horrible last time out against Colorado. So I'm a bit concerned about his current form. But you're looking at uh, Dallas, and Dallas is currently in first place in the division. Uh, You're looking at Minnesota. They're in fourth in the same division. So Dallas has been the better team. If I had to pick a side right now, I I would go with Dallas, assuming both starters are going to be in net. I just think Ottinger is much better than Marc-Andre Fleury at this stage in their careers. And you still will have Robertson, who has 34 goals for Dallas. Uh, I still like the overall options Dallas has offensively. But it's really the goaltending differential here. Fleury has been pretty good this season, not amazing by any means. Ottinger has been really, really good, like Vezina finalist good. I'll back him. I think Dallas is the better team right now. So I'll lean to Dallas, and Dallas has also won two of the first three meetings. But I think if I had to pick right now, not knowing officially who is going to be the starting goalie for both sides, I'd lean to Dallas because I think that Ottinger's got a pretty good shot to be in that. I do think that that is so important to do, just waiting on some of these goaltender situations because during the regular season, it is a little bit more of a turnstile. When you get into NHL Stanley Cup playoff hockey you're not going to have as much question mark when it comes to these goalies are going to be full bore from there so those of you guys that jump in on the NHL a little bit later on during the season don't have quite as many landmines to go through but it is always very important to be gauging this and Scott we've got some interesting tennis events that are going down as I know that the men are currently out there in Argentina for the Argentina Open and then you've got a event out in Qatar for the women's and let's start with the women's events first, as we've got Swiatek, who's going to be going up against Veronica, and I'm probably going to say this last name wrong, Kudermetova. And right now, it's Swiatek, who's a big, giant, minus $4 favorite. She's been able to do a relatively solid job of rising up the last few seasons. How do you view this match? Because obviously, money line is a little bit chalky, but I think that you found a way to be able to reduce the juice a little bit on this one. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Swiatek to win in straight sets here at around minus 150, minus 155. Swiatek, number one player in the world. It's really not even close. She's the best player in all of women's tennis right now. And you look at Kudermatova, and she's currently ranked 11th. But you're looking at the tournament so far. Uh, Swiatek's played one match. She beat Collins, who was ranked 42nd. 6-0-6-1. She dropped one game in the entire match. And then she was supposed to have a very competitive match against Bensic yesterday, but Bensic got hurt and ended up not showing up for the match. So Swiatek got basically a bye into this round. So she should be well-rested. Meanwhile, Kudermatova has had two separate three-set matches recently, so fatigue could be an issue. And when you're facing off against a rested number one player in the world, I think it's kind of a bad scheduling spot there for Kudermatova. And they have played a couple of times in the head-to-head. Swiatek is 2-0. and straight up in the head-to-head, and most importantly, she's never dropped a set. So Swiatek has dominated in the two head-to-head meetings uh, previously, and I think at minus 150, minus 155 for the number one player in the world, I think it's a great deal. I'm going to take it. And this player was number one in the world at one point. Certainly, the injury caused him this. That would be Car- Carlos Alcaraz. He's going to be playing out there in Buenos Aires against Dusan Lajovic, and with Alcaraz, Big giant between minus $7 and I'm seeing as high as a minus $9 favorite as well. I know that this is another one that you're going to be looking to reduce the juice on a little bit more. What are you taking a look at in terms of the Alcaraz match? So for this one, I think Alcaraz is actually too big of a favorite here. I'm going to go with Lohovic plus the five and a half games at minus 125, give or take. Uh, you're looking at Alcaraz, and he did go three sets in the first round against Dejir. Of course, he won because he advanced, but he didn't really look great at times, and I do think that it was important to at least note that that was his first official match 
since he got injured in December. So you can argue that Alcaraz is still a little bit rusty, and that was his first clay match in a while. So I do think Alcaraz, despite winning in that first round, is definitely below 100%, or at least a little bit rusty. Lahovic, though, has looked very good so far in this event. He had to go through qualifying, so he has won four matches up to this point in Buenos Aires. So his experience with the courts, he's already a very good clay court player. And Alcaraz, I'm not picking him to lose the match per se, but five and a half is a huge spread for a guy that's played one tennis match professionally in about two and a half months. I think there's value on Lahovic plus the five and a half. Yeah, but I do think that that is an important way to be able to take a look at it as well. And I know that there's actually an event that's going out here in the United States. There's a event, I believe, that Delray Beach Open. Do you have any sort of a play in terms of this in terms of this tournament? As I know that we've got some matches that are going to be going down for Friday. Yeah, well, I have a match that's based on a challenger that's actually starting in like an hour and a half. But for the Delray tournament, I am looking at the over in that Giron and Kekmanovic match. Uh, they played once previously, went three sets in in uh, a match they had a couple of years ago. But I do think both players are pretty even, and I do think you'll end up seeing some long sets as well. Giron is the American crowd behind him, but Kekmanovic has the bigger upside. I do think you'll end up seeing a bit of a war in that match. So I do think for a total of around uh, somewhere in the low 20s, I do think you can end up finding potentially a tie break, maybe two or even just a three-setter. I think there's some value in the over in the Giron and Kekmanovic match because both players have pretty similar skill sets, and I think you'll see a bit of a war break out, of it, break out because of it. Yep, a lot of tune-up matches for some of these top players out in tennis. And coming up next, we're going to be rejoined by Scott Reichel. He does a great job on the NBA front. We're hitting the all-star break, so we're going to get his thoughts on the future market right here on the Great Period State Experience. I'm Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSN, the Sports Betting Network, and we're being joined now by Scott Reichel, who does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And Scott, I know that you're one of the main guys over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network when it comes to the NBA, and just in terms of everything that we saw from the trade deadline, up until what we just got this on this Thursday night slash early Friday morning, where are the teams that over the last few weeks are the biggest stock up, stock down for you, just in terms of both a day-to-day and a futures perspective? So for me, I feel like I got to at least talk about uh, the Suns, obviously, because they got Durant. That's everyone's hot choice uh, because of the fact that they got a top five player in the league to pair with a top 10 player in the league. And you have Chris Paul and Aiton as well in there. So Phoenix is definitely the favorite to win the West in my eyes. Uh, they got to stay healthy, which is a bit of a concern. And I guess that's the scariest part of them at around plus 480 to win the NBA Finals. But I think they're obviously the first team on everyone's list because of the fact that they've been playing better lately. Yes, I know they lost to the Clippers yesterday, but still now they're getting Durant, who hasn't played yet. And that's a completely different animal for a team purpose because Durant is so good. So Phoenix is the obvious choice. Boston's favored at around three to one. I understand it based on what I saw earlier this week with them against Milwaukee. I get that Milwaukee won the game, but Boston had basically all of their starters not playing and the game still went to overtime from what I saw on Christmas and what I saw just based on just schematic differences. I think Boston's much better than Milwaukee when all the starters play. And I think that they're probably either a, they're one of the deepest teams in the league. I think Boston's worthy of being a favorite of three to one. I think Phoenix is definitely the obvious a Western Conference choice right now, or the favorite at plus 480. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are going to be tempted by the Clippers or by the 76ers. I still don't trust either the durability or just the coaching for, for both teams. We saw them almost blow a 28-point lead to Cleveland the other night. I'm talking about Philly. I still don't trust Doc Rivers in a seven-game playoff series, so I'm just going to stay away from him. Uh, the Clippers are interesting, but they have about 10 guys, and you never know who's going to play how many minutes. I think that's a bit concerning. Uh, the one team I am a bit down on is Golden State. I know they're 16-1, to 1, and people are kind of tempted uh, to take them because the Western Conference is up for grabs, and they're defending champions. I don't think Golden State's that good, and they're a 500 team because of it, and everyone's expecting Golden State to flip a switch and to figure it all out. How many games do they need? Because we're more than halfway through the season, and they're still at 500. I don't think they're just a very good basketball team. Defensively, they're horrible. 
I don't think there's any value on Golden State, and I think Golden State might be a quick elimination in the playoffs. If they're not in the play-in game, they might be in the play-in tournament. So we'll see there. But I feel like the most common long shot, so to speak, that people like is Golden State. I'm not interested. Yeah, I don't blame you there. It's been a Golden State team that, I mean, to your point, at some point you need to prove it out there on the court. I recognize there's getting off to a little bit of a slow start. There's having a little bit of load management, what have you. But it's just gone a little bit too far. They've been a little bit banged up. And, I mean, perhaps if they show a little bit of something towards the end of the season and then they're fully healthy going into the playoffs, I could be willing to change my tune on them. But I feel like I'm sort of where you are right now on them, Scott. And just in terms of the festivities that we're going to be seeing this weekend, I know you've got a few player awards for the rest of the season that you're taking a look at. But anything that you might be firing on for All-Star Weekend or is this pretty much rest and relax when it comes to the NBA schedule and just taking it as a fan? So looking at the All-Star Weekend, it's mostly just taking it as a fan. If you want to bet on an All-Star game, usually you have the rosters. You don't even have that anymore because they're doing it right before the game. So I don't know how you're supposed to find an actual advantage besides the fact that Giannis got hurt again and left the game early against Chicago. So you can make an argument there might be automatically some value on LeBron because Giannis might not play. So keep that in mind. But if you want to look at the three-point contest, you have the two favorites, which are obvious. You have... Buddy Heald, and Damian Lillard. You can make a case for Kevin Herter, though, at 550. I think Tatum's a little bit too high up there, though, at 550 as well. Uh, I guess if I had to pick anybody in that three-point contest, I would take Buddy Heald, and I would probably end up going with either Lillard or Herter. I could see them making a run here, but that's basically it. It's relatively chalky. The dunk contest, I don't even see any odds for at this point. I don't know if you do, uh, but I was hoping to see Shade and Sharp in there. Then he got snubbed from the, I don't even know what they call it, though. It's not the rookie sophomore game anymore, but you know what I'm talking about, the Rising Star Challenge, whatever you want to call it. And he wasn't invited, so Sharp decided to not show up. So I'm not exactly interested that much in the festivities. It's pretty much a dud every year. The three-point contest, though, should be fun. And hopefully the dunk contest is not painful to watch, but I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, with the dunk contest, man. If we could have gotten LeBron James at some point, if we could get more of these stars, that'd be terrific. And it's not to say that some of these lesser guys in terms of their actual encore production aren't good dunkers. But I mean, at some point you got to give us what we're all dying to see. Like when Aaron Gordon was going at it a few years ago with, oh man, Zach Levine, that was a really good dunk contest. Now this year, I don't know if I could get too hyped up for it. So I'm right there. I and mean, they, they brought in a non-NBA player. It got so desperate, they brought in Matt McClung, who I don't know how many games he's played this season, but <laughs> I guess he's a dunk contest ringer. Can you call him that? Like, I don't... Is There should be a requirement you have to play a certain amount of games to actually qualify for some stuff for All-Star Weekend, but who knows? I know he's a good dunker, so we'll see. And Knicks fans got Jericho Sims and Julius Randle involved in some All-Star Game festivities. So, yeah, who knows? But... Are you excited for All-Star Weekend? Because I'll probably be watching something else, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I think I'm going to be watching reruns of Desperate Housewives. I'm really not too hyped up about it. And to your point, I mean, Mac McClung is actually a really good dunker. I've seen him dunk, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, he's not really playing much in the NBA right now. I would rather see someone that is a little bit more of a rising star. Would love to see, like, John Morant partake in something like this. That would be a lot of fun, but... It is a lot of fun is being able to cash tickets and make some money. And I know that there's a few players and I think that you might have a little bit of a look in terms of the coach of the year market as well that you are looking for that because a lot of books may post these up really every single day. But I know that some of the books that they might not be refreshing these as much. They're sort of resetting the market with regards to like defensive player of the year, MVP list goes on and on. What are some of your looks right now in terms of the NBA futures market in terms of more of the individual awards? So I'll start off with the MVP because that's the most important one in everyone's eyes. Uh, there was a straw poll released by ESPN earlier. I believe it was yesterday. And Jokic and, uh, is basically lapping the field. Uh, it's not even close at this point. Uh, if you want to make an argument that there's value at minus 200, minus 250, I think the straw poll actually suggests that. It's really not close how far Jokic is ahead of everyone else. And the straw so poll want... is what actually led to the big market shift on Nikolai Jokic last year as well. Yeah, but the point is, you're looking at the numbers here, and I find it fascinating Embiid is in second when I believe Giannis was ahead of him in the straw poll, but now he's hurt. 
So I don't know how long he's going to be out for. But Jokic at 250, you can make a case for based on that straw poll. I wouldn't sell my house on it, but I do feel pretty good about his odds of winning. Uh, but I am going to look to some plus money and some other rewards. I'm looking at the six-man-of-the-year race, and right now it's pretty much a three-horse race between Brogdon, Maxi, and Norman Powell. I'm not interested in Brogdon. I know he's been very good for Boston this season. The issue his entire career, though, is he can't stay healthy. There's no way he should be minus 165. And now I'm kind of curious what his role is going to be because Marcus Smart just came back. We know Boston does have a lot of options with Derek White maybe moving back to the bench or maybe they keep him in the starting lineup. But Brogdon has injury issues. So does Powell, to be fair. But I think there's value on Maxi and Powell. I really doubt Brogdon's ability to actually stay healthy for the rest of the season. And he has battled some nagging injuries for the last couple of weeks. I think that getting 3-1 to one on, on Maxi and 350 on Powell are definitely worth something. And I do think that one of them should be favored by the end of the year. And how do you view the most improved player of the year race as well? Because now we've got really a three-man race. Jalen Brunson is going to rise up to plus 380. Shea Gilders, Alexander, and Larry Markkinen are neck and neck. These are our value DraftKings. Gilders, Alexander, the favorite at plus 120. And Markkinen is at plus 130. It's very tricky because Brunson has the advantage of playing in one of the biggest media markets that there are because he plays for the Knicks. However, I am curious if they hold it against him if Shea and Lori both make the All-Star game and Brunson does not get a last-second spot. I'm curious if that gets held against him at all just for accolade perspective. But Brunson's been very good, don't get me wrong, and playing in New York definitely helps. I think it should be either Shea or Lori. No offense to Knicks fans, but... It's tough to find full value at plus 130 apiece because you can't even take both and make really any guaranteed profit because Brunson does have a shot to win it. I don't see much value in that market. I think that if you want to lay some juice, though, with a favorite, I think that you should probably take Jaron Jackson to win defensive player. He's minus 165. What did he have? He had like five blocks and four steals last game. And we know that there's been some scandal about some Potential home scoreboard operators or game score guys potentially inflating his numbers at home. I think Jaron Jackson's going to run away with this thing based on what I've seen so far. I know Lopez had a big scoring game against Chicago last night, but you're looking at defense and the stats involved. Jackson, some people argue, got snubbed last year, so there is some narrative baked in there. I think Jackson is a worthy favorite, and assuming he stays healthy, I think he's going to be probably close to minus 300 in about a week or two. Yep, I think that he should be a big favorite, and you're one of our favorites, Scott. You do great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Always appreciate it. Thank you. Yep, thanks for having me. Always great to have Scott Reichel aboard on the show, and here in the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience, coming up next, I'm going to give you guys my DKNH pick for this College Basketball Friday here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Sports fans, the football season has wrapped up. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your place to be for now basketball and hockey. Bet Rivers has you covered with every line on and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and so much more. Check out BetRivers.com. Or download the Bat Roofs app today as it is a whole new game. This is the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to get Scott Rachel aboard from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network talking a little tennis, a little basketball. We dove in on some hockey as well. So, always a lot of fun to be able to hit a little bit of everything. Just a little bit of a programming reminder if you're listening live to the Greg Peterson Experience coming up next. It is going to be a replay of the Greg Peterson experience. Meanwhile, if you're listening to that replay, you are going to be getting follow the money. Mitch Moss and Paul Howard, they are currently enjoying some much-needed R&R. They've got a break, so it's going to be, as I've been saying all week on this show, one of the best-named duos that you're going to find. You've got Stormy and you've got King. I absolutely love it. So not quite as good as Supreme Cook of Fairfield. That is a very tremendous name, but with that said, you get King Stormy. That is a good combination right there. They're going to be doing a great job taking you through your Friday, leading up to a very good weekend, turning it forward in terms of some of the futures market as well. So always great to have them aboard and always great to have you aboard to try to get you guys some money. Let's try to be able to under some in college basketball on a three-game win streak with regards to these DK Nation pick, DK Nation write-ups. So let us get into it and we're going to be going out to the Ryzen League 871 872 on the betting board it is Oakland and they're going to be playing us to Detroit Detroit is a team that opened up a one-point favorite and they are now a two-point underdog your total on this game went from a 153 and a half it is now 152 and a half and with Oakland I do think that the correct move was made in terms of the side I did set them as a three and a half point favorite I'm willing to lay up to three with them so I do think that you got a little bit of value here with the Grizzlies but my right up here is going to be on the over. This is a little bit narrative driven, but I do think that it is very much warranted in this situation because you've got the chasing down of the all-time scoring record in Division I college basketball. Pistol Pete Maravich has the record of 3,667 points, and if Antoine Davis catches it, it's with a massive asterisk. Pete Maravich is still the better scorer. That is a conversation, though, for another show on another day because we can... Get into all the minutiae of that because Pete Maravich didn't have a three-point arc. He did it in significantly fewer days or fewer games. But that said, Antoine Davis of Detroit, he's right now leading the nation in scoring with 27.7 points per game. He needs 186 points to be able to break this record. He is guaranteed at least five games. He's going to have four regular season games, and then there's going to be at least one conference tournament game. It might be more depending upon what Detroit is able to do, but Detroit is currently five, sub-500 in the Ryzen League, so that has not been so savory for them. But, I mean, Davis, he's been an incredible scorer, shooting 31.5% from three, 90% at the free throw line, and this is one of the best three-point shooting teams in all of college basketball in Detroit. Not necessarily a team that's going to be looking to crank it up tempo or anything like that, but... For Detroit, they rank 27th in the country in terms of total points scored on a per-possession basis. They surrounded him with quite a few good shooters. Someone like Devensey Anderson has been able to shoot it well. He's able to fire it in at right around 35% from three. Former four-star recruit that began his career at Indiana. And when it comes to Detroit, they actually travel well with their outside shooting as well. They overall for the season are shooting 39.2% from three. That is seventh in all of college basketball. 
They shoot 39% on the road. That is not much of a fall off. And you've got Gerald Liddell who's able to do a solid job, giving the team right around 15 to 16 points, chipping in there seven to eight rebounds per game. So they've been able to do a solid job. And here's the biggest kicker. They play against an Oakland team that's playing no defense whatsoever. Oakland is allowing opponents when they're at home because Oakland is home team in this game. When they're in O Arena, opponents of Oakland are shooting 40.5% from three-point range. It's just absolutely deplorable defense. And Casper the Friendly Ghost could provide better defense than the Oakland Grizzlies are right now from three-point range. It's been not so great, to say the least. And you do have a Oakland team that they themselves are able to do a good job of being able to put the ball in the basket. you got Jalen Moore who's able to give you more. Nearly six assists per game. It's an Oakland team that's right around 110th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. Yet they turn the ball over just 11 times per game. Detroit, they similarly, they only turn the ball over 11 times per game. And, I mean, both of these teams just are getting completely smoked on defense. I talk about Oakland and the fact that they can't guard the three-point arc to save their lives. Both of these teams in the bottom 35 overall in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. And Detroit is the lesser of the defenses. 344th in the country in terms of points allowed on the per possession basis. And Oakland, congratulations on being 326th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. And the defensive efficiency is worse at home than it is on the road for Oakland. Meanwhile, Oakland, they do have a pair of guys, Keen Harvey, Trey Townsend, that would be able to combine for about 28 points per game. They combine to shoot about 40% for three. They've got some size. Um, I do think that Oakland, in the end, going to be able to get it done, but this is a little bit of a revenge spot as well for Antoine Davis. These two teams hooked up on January 22nd. That was Davis's lowest point total of the season. It wasn't because of Oakland's good defense. He just couldn't bury the shots that were open to him. He went three of 16 from the floor for 14 points. His lowest point total yet, and he has scored at least 29 points in five out of the six games ever since then. I do think that the Titans are going to be able to bounce back with a nice scoring effort. They have scored at least 76 points in 13 out of their last 15 games. You've had Davis be able to get to that 29-point plateau in, I believe, now 11 out of his last 13. So he has certainly been able to heat up. I do think that Detroit is going to heat up with their offense. I think Oakland is going to heat up with their offense last time these two teams played. It was a 76-67 game, despite Davis just being completely off with his game. I think that you're going to see both teams be quite hot with their offense by right up here. That is going to be on the overall semi-total more around a 157.5. North Oakland made them a 3.5-point favorite, so I'm going to be willing to lay the number as well. Here's a number that is starting to get hiked up, and I disagree with the line move. 889, 890 on the betting board. Wyoming is going to be playing us at Air Force. Air Force is a 4.5 to a 5.5-point underdog. Your total on this game between 132.5 and 133.5. Opener on this game was four. And with Wyoming, I feel like they're starting to get a little bit overvalued based on that win that we saw against New Mexico. New Mexico was playing without Jalen Allison. Quite frankly, with New Mexico, if you were to take a look at their stock chart, it would look similar to Enron. They were the last undefeated team in all of college basketball, and now it's been not necessarily going so great for them. But you do take a look at this Wyoming team, and they do have Hunter Maldonado. He's able to give you 13 points, 4.5 rebounds per game. But with Wyoming, they brought in three guys from the Pac-12, and all three are pretty much off the roster now. That is not so great. Meanwhile, you've got an Air Force team that it's a military academy that you know has a lot of pride. You know that these guys are not getting kicked off the roster or anything like that. And they do have a lack of rebounding for this team as Ryan Petraeus is really like the only guy that gives you north of four rebounds per game, but Wyoming doesn't have a single guy that gives you north of five and a half rebounds per game. That'd be Hunter Thompson, and he's been all sorts of banged up ever since he's come back. He has often himself, and you do have some good three-point shooting with this Air Force team. Out of your top five scores, four of them shoot at least 37.8% from three-point range. Jake Heidbrutter is able to give you 14 and a half points. He's shooting 38% from three. Ethan Taylor, Camden Vanderswijk, very nice name. They're both shooting a little bit above 40% from three-point range. They both contribute between 7.5 to 8 points per game. So I do like what they're able to bring to the table. It's been a case of which Corbin Green has been a little bit banged up. Things have not been going so great for him. But with Wyoming, they're just not providing a lot right now. Xavier Ducell has been able to rise up a little bit more with, their score, with his scoring. But take a look at both of these teams. They are both playing incredibly slowly. Wyoming right around 305th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. Air Force 355th in the country. Both of these teams also leaving something to be desired on defense. Air Force 241st in the country. Terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. 
Wyoming, 299th. Good old situation of something's got to give. I default a little bit more to the defense in this spot just because you don't have healthy guys that are able to really shoot well in this game. So I did sell my total more in the neighborhood of a 128. I'm going to be going under and the seven guys of Wyoming, if they lost two guys, they could be our favorite restaurant on this show. Five guys. Well, I don't think that they are necessarily going to have enough to be able to get it done. I do think that they win the game outright because they are going to be playing at elevation, but Air Force, if there is a team that's going to be a little bit less affected by it with them playing at Colorado Springs, they're a little bit more used to that elevation as well, so that's a little bit of an angle I took with this game as well. I'm going to be willing to take the points in this ordeal with our good friends in Air Force, and this is also a circumstance in which I'm going to be taking a look at the under end. That leads us into our pro tip for our number three, visa.com slash subscribe. You're able to sort all of these by show and by sport. And the visa pro tip for this hour is we were talking a little bit about the XFL in our number two. Take a look at coaches that have a little bit of familiarity with these leagues and especially coaches that coach in the original iteration of the XFL as they know whether or not to go to for one, two, or three. That's going to be a big angle. And a big angle for being able to make some money is taking a listen to Follow the Money at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better, your TV is. A collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.